Welcome to another episode of Nebraska Gems. With our in-depth interviews, we reveal the qualities that make the people that come from the good life who they are. In the stories you're about to hear, you'll get an understanding of why there is no place like Nebraska. And now, here's Mike Melby. On this edition of Nebraska Gems, I am joined by a man that, well, if you've attended a Nebraska football game, Lincoln Salt Dogs baseball game, a Lincoln Stars hockey game, say in the last 23 years or so, I can guarantee you that you know who he is. You just don't know who he is. In the late 1990s, Fairbury brand hot dogs came up with one of the most wildly successful marketing gimmicks ever, their Wienerschlinger. And from day one, the man who has pulled the trigger on that hot dog shooting cannon more than anybody else is my guest today, Tim Elliker. His friends know him as Swede. Swede, welcome to Nebraska Gyms. Thank you. So I'm curious, your friends know you as Swede, so obviously you've got to be Swedish, right? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> How I got the nickname Swede is my old boss, when I started with the city of Lincoln, I worked for Public Work Street Maintenance, but right now it's called Preventative Maintenance. Back in the day, it was Public Work Street Maintenance, and I always brought candy to work. Instead of calling me Sweet, it would be better to call me Swede, so that's how I got nicknamed Swede. You work for Public Works, and I, I know for a fact that you have, on occasion, or every time it snows, driven a snowplow. So I'm kind of curious because I know when I was a kid, I never partook. I actually didn't. I had some friends that did in mailbox baseball. Do do snowplow drivers, like, play mailbox baseball with snowplows? No. Okay. No. I, I did just, <laughs> No. I had to ask for the general public, okay? <laughs> no. No. They just get knocked over with the snow. Have you ever... Obviously, accidentally. Maybe clipped a parked car? I've um, not really clipped a parked car. Did you put one in the front yard? No. No, I've that hit two. That would have been two. a good story. I've hit two, knock on wood. It was mostly uh, residentials going in and out of cars. So when you go, you got to get enough speed to go around it to push it, but not too fast that it just slides. Yeah, there's nothing you can do. Just hold on. So... So, folks, when the city of Lincoln puts out a notice that says there's a parking ban on the north or the south or the east or the west, listen to them, and you won't dig your car out, nor will you wind up with it in the front yard, even though you didn't put one in the front yard. Any, has anybody put one in a front yard before? Not that I know of. Okay. Let's hit a few and stuff and tr ag tractors and stuff. But, no, we try not to hit anything because I don't like to fill out paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> None of us do. <laughs> So you grew up here in Lincoln, uh, up in Northeast Lincoln, if I'm correct? Yep, over by Huntington. Okay, Huntington graduated from Northeast, I would assume. Nope, I graduated from Lincoln High. Well, that makes perfect sense since you grew up in Northeast Lincoln. We went to, my sister and I, we went to Huntington, part of third and fourth grade, and we moved to over by Coca-Cola. Oh, well, that makes more sense, though. So across the street was Coca-Cola from our house. And well, then... And almost across the street is Lincoln High, 25th yep, and Randolph. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. Went to Lincoln High, graduated Lincoln High. And you're just chilling, you're hanging out, you're having a good time. I know you're a huge hockey fan, not just Lincoln Stars, but hockey in general fan, and the Stars come to town, and you're like, hell yeah, I'm going. Out of the blue, you're at a Stars game, and a guy who I believe his name is Mark Rude. Yeah, yeah. 
sees you walking by and goes, you look like a man that needs to shoot a hot dog shooting cannon at people. Come in this room. How did how did you become from the beginning one of the guys that gets the privilege of shooting Der Wienerschlinger? I was just walking through the hallway and I was coming by where the Zamboni was coming through and Mark Rood approached me and asked me, hey, you want to help out with your Der Wienerschlinger? I didn't know what it was. I'm like, sure, why not? So I walk in the room. Here's Conrad, Conrad Good, wrapping hot dogs. And just went from there. And five years ago, I took over from him. Okay, so and I know you've, you've been. I, I remember when I first started doing Stars Hockey, when I first started, Gary Sharp was doing play-by-play. And I was would fill in doing color and you know trying to kind of pick up some tricks of the trade type of stuff and just to try to make the radio broadcast better. One of the first games I ever did at home with him, he's like, oh, get over here. And he makes me stand where he normally does. And I'm like, <laughs> why? And there is Swede with the biggest smile on his face aiming a hot dog shooting cannon at me. How did that whole thing start where you, you, you shoot one up into the press box at the ice box? Well, just to have fun with the guys and see their reaction and stuff and um, I think Gary Sharp would try to catch it sometimes or whatever. Just just have fun and whatever. Not try to hurt anybody, you know. We're not here to hurt anybody. We just have fun and shoot hot dogs to people. So. Oh, you do. And some of them that you shot in my general direction in the 681 games I called had a little bit more velocity than others. But at the same time, it always was in good fun. And I actually managed to catch one of them it may have ricocheted which took a little speed off of it but i got it off the bounce i was really happy that night however the hot dog there was half of it was not um recognizable i will call it and if you could say a hot dog is not recognizable i think that's saying something how do you dial the pressure up on that thing there's a gauge well but what's what's the perfect if you're going to shoot it and you're like okay i want this to have a little bit of velocity and go 40 yards what's the air pressure uh depends on how cold it is outside but oh, man you're getting into physics and all kinds oh, of yeah, mathematical yeah, stuff yeah like i don't know we shoot 30 psi 40 psi in the ice box so i mean you could dial it down to just go a little boom or you can go dial it up and go boom <laughs> so yeah and there's part of me that wants to have fun and make you do those two sounds again but when you first got approached by Mark, what was the first game that you did? Was it that night then? Yes. Do you remember who the Stars were playing? No. No. How did the conversation go with Mark other than, hey, do you want to come shoot Der Wienerschlinger? Did, had, had it been at football games at that point? Uh, I didn't go to football games. That come later when I was helping Conrad. Well, had the had – Der Wienerslinger made its appearance at football games. Yes. Did you know what it was? So no. you knew what it was? No, I didn't know what it was until I got at, was at hockey. Oh, really? So you're like, never, never knew what seen it was. this thing nope. before. Nope. I get to shoot projectiles at people nope. that won't hurt them and yep. have some fun. Mm -hmm. How many times did you fall down on the ice at a Stars game? None. Really? Nope. That pisses me off. Nope. None. You know why? Because I hosted a couple of events there. <laughs> I fell down twice. Nope come so, close i've come close i can imagine <laughs> did you ever think about doing like the sled and the slingshot yes i did 
Did you do it? Mm-hmm. Did you get all the pins knocked yes. down? Yes. Now, what was your philosophy on that? Did you like lay out sideways? Did you yes. just lay out good sideways? Yeah. Nice. Yep. yep. Okay. So with Der Schlinger, you start with Stars games. You ultimately wind up to where you are today, where you do Lincoln Salt Logs baseball. Yep. And you do Nebraska football. Yep. What came after Stars for you next? Was it Salt Dogs or was it Oscar oh, football? Football. What was that conversation like? I mean, it's a cool thing that you're doing, mm-hmm. and you had to have fans, did you not? Little kids that are like, or, or adults like me that are envious that you get to shoot the thing. I just went with Conrad. We, he just started taking me under his wing and showed me the ropes and stuff. And we did football. We did the Lincoln Lightning back in the day. Yep. And then whatever he did, he showed me. I might have did a little bit of volleyball, one or two games for volleyball. Was this in the Coliseum or at Devaney? At the Coliseum. I believe okay. it was the Coliseum. And I took over after he retired five years ago. I believe it was five years ago. And then I started to do more Salt Dogs games. I do golf tournaments. I've done yeah. parades. I, I wanted to ask you where else you have shot Der Wienerschlinger at. And I know the answer, but for everyone listening, think about every place possible that you could imagine you would see Der Wienerschlinger at. Run through your mind right now. You're like, okay, a parade. I get it. You know what? A, a, a big fireworks show. Uh, you know, the, the big crowd, a concert, whatever it may be. Where else have you shot Dervener Schlinger? I've shot it twice at the Cattleman's Ball. Okay. I've shot for U.S. Pawn Hockey Championship in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Really? You took it up to Minneapolis? Yeah. Yes. Did you, like, have it insured for the travel, for the trip up? No. We okay. just put it in the car and just go. Okay, we went up. Okay. And it was like minus three with the wind chill, minus 21. So where do you crank that thing up at that point? Is that like 70 PSI? No, we just, whatever, we adjust it and stuff. And we got to test fire it and stuff. And it was actually, they put like 30, I think it's like 25 or 30 sheets of rinks on a frozen pond. So they actually drive a Zamboni on it and clean the ice with it. It's the first time I've ever been on frozen water besides a rink that's been outside. But to actually go shoot hot dogs on a frozen lake, that's the first time I've ever done that. So That might be the first time it's ever been done anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would like to say that's probably the craziest place I could ever think <laughs> that you would shoot their Wiener Schlinger. But I got it. I just, in the back of my mind, I'm like, Swede, is there an even more crazy place that you have shot their Wienerschlinger? Yeah. W- where would that be? Uh, my buddy's uh, dad's funeral at his gravesite. <laughs> okay. Can you please walk me through how this transpired? A good friend of mine, Randy, I met him through hockey and then football. He played football for Nebraska. And, uh, when we just become friends and his dad passed away and he was a big Husker fan. They had season tickets, whatever. And he asked me if I wanted to come and shoot hot dogs at his dad's grave. And I said, sure, why not? And yeah, we shot hot dogs and toasted beers 
at his dad's uh, gravesite. So yeah, that is a true celebration of life. No, yep. do what the person loved. Yep. And obviously that was part of uh, what he was, who he was, what he believed in, what mm-hmm. he, he just truly loved to do. Mm-hmm. That's that's absolutely crazy. So at the end of the day, Swede, with their Wienerschlinger, there, there's two places I want to go. One of them is, is from a fan standpoint, but the other is you have got an unbelievable family to let you do all the stuff you do with. You've got a full-time job as well, plus you go do all of the promotion and all the stuff. Nebraska football, Salt Logs baseball, starts. That's a, that's a hell of a plate, man. Mm-hmm. Your family's got to be amazing. It's got to be a family affair. So your son is five. Has he had a chance to shoot it? Does he love it? Does he hate oh, yeah. it? Is he? Oh, he, yeah. He, tell me about your son and oh, the yeah. Der Wienerslinger. He likes it. He loves it. Not, it is, not so it, much my wife. My wife, she's, she's like, kind of like a homebody, whatever. But I love her. So, so she's not going to shoot the, the no. The, the, um, actually, I could put my hand on a stack of Bibles, and she's never ever shot the gun. Okay, at your son. Oh yeah, all the time. <laughs> he's he's five, right? Yep. And he shot it almost as much as you, yeah, probably. Yeah. Obviously, he shot it, so he's been with you at events. I took him to his first home game. His first Husker game was when he was two and a half months old. My wife, I took my wife to her first one, and she's a conservative, kind of like a homebody person. She uh, comes from a town of 1,200, 1,500 people, and I took her to a Husker game. I never she never knew what i was all about you know and i took her to her first husker game and she was just like in total awe you know ninety thousand people you know from a town of 1200 you know and then being with me it's like and it keep everybody kept asking her are you okay are you okay and she said i'm just soaking it in she's from iowa and she just didn't understand how people get so excited for a hot dog it's just a hot dog <laughs> at the end of the day it kind of is it's a tasty hot dog uh, yeah but it's still just a hot dog yeah, it's edible whatever i mean i don't get to see them when they come out of the gun or what they look like when they come out of the gun but you know i guess people eat them or whatever does your son get what you do like does he understand it? it's kind of a job yeah yeah. How, how like like how how so? How do you know that he knows it's a job? People see him at school or on the on out in the public, whatever. And like, hey, there's the hot dog slinger's son, or there's a there's a little Derviner slinger guy right there. And we were at one game, and this guy come up with his son, and my son was like, he didn't want to go out on the field with dad or like the baseball, whatever, and. The guy come up with his son at the football game and says, I want a picture with you and my boy, my son, wanted a picture with him. And like he's done like all of his life, he just took the, his arm and put it around the kid and took his picture. And I'm like all by himself. And I'm like, see, start him at right there. You know, it was it was awesome. So matter of fact, the last home game, he told his mom, he says, mom, I got to go to the last home game. And my wife tried to convince him to stay home because it was cold and it was a 11 o'clock game. We have to get up early. And he goes, Mom, I got to go to the last game because I got to go do my job. 
I got to do my job. So my day starts at the embassy. We shoot hot dogs at the embassy. We do about 50 hot dogs. We shoot 25 inside, and then we shoot 25 outside. And then the last three, we make bullets. And we try to shoot the clock across the street on the parking <laughs> garage. So, awesome. so we go and sit in front of the band and, you know, and like, so the last three, they go shoot the clock or hit the clock or shoot the clock or something, hit the clock or whatever. And we try to shoot the clock across the street and we've hit it a few times throughout the times that we've done it and stuff. So yeah, it's pretty cool. So your, your son is already looking at replacing you evidently at some point yeah because he's like this is my job dad you know yeah. what you can kind of you know do your thing but mm. when i get older i'm just gonna say that's that's just you know mm. it's gonna be my thing so what if my thing or any fans thing is that looks kind of cool I, i'd love to shoot their vayner slinger just because i want mm -hmm. to because i mm -hmm. like is it off limits to fans no. is it no you guys don't have guards and, nope. and like I would think you would have flamethrowers so you could almost do like a fire pit and roast hot dogs, but that's not no 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 no. no. There's already we have to be there at the football game an hour before game time and we wrap a hundred hot dogs and we try to do twenty five a quarter. We let anybody and everybody want to shoot it, um, from young kids to adults. Sometimes it's on their bucket list. Now they can die. <laughs> Johnny Carson's family. All they wanted to do was shoot their Dravener Slinger. Really? Yep, they did whatever. And When was this? Uh, this year. And the years passed. Like this year? This year and the years passed, yep. How did that happen? Uh, the university calls. University calls. <laughs> when Uncle University calls, you pick up the phone. Yep. University calls and they say, hey, is it possible that such and such? Yeah, no problem. Just we'll make it happen. Just let me know, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, we let anybody and everybody. And then towards the second quarter, we go over towards the opposing teams, uh, cheerleaders and mascots, and we let them shoot up to their fans in front. We do that to every home game. Even Texas? Texas, Ohio oh, State. Well, was, Speaking I, of uh, – Ohio State, I'm fine with – not Texas, though. Oh, yeah, Texas, They're Oklahoma. They're almost like as bad as Iowa. Oh, they love it. Ohio State cheerleaders, whatever. They talk about it for a whole week. We try to shoot it into the press box. We try to shoot it to. Um, okay, so you try to shoot to the press box. Yeah, we shoot to the radio a, station guy. That, actually, that's a bit of a, a distance. Right. Have you ever made it inside a window? Yes. Really? We shot inside a window and it come out the other window. And nobody got taken out, like no. in the the process. But we shot it three or four years ago. I think it was four years ago. We shot it through the. Frog 98 window and shot and hit Matt Davis. He won a 10 minute spew. I got hit with a hot dog and he's never hit, got hit so hard playing football, but, but that hot dog. We've had the president of the university shoot it and we shot it over the, the stadium on the west side. And going back to the mascots, we let him do shoot two. We let him do a regular one and then we load it up and make a bullet out of it and then we crank it up to 100 PSI to shoot it to take it out of the stadium. And they just go crazy nuts. Have you ever talked to anyone who found what you shot out of the stadium? Oh, yeah. Really? Yep. They tracked you down or like, dude, yep. I found what you, sh yep. what, what was the hot dog like at that point? I don't I get to see it because it's it's next day or next week or whatever. There's like, hey, uh, we, saw, we found your hot dog that you shot out of the stadium. And it's like we were out walking. All of a sudden, here comes this 
something falls out of the sky and here's this hot dog lands on the ground and stuff. And sometimes where we stay on the east side, the pyrotechnic guy would be down there sometimes and we'll say, hey, we're going to send up a hot dog up your way. And we'd launch him up towards the pyrotechnic guys up on top. And then well, uh, they got to appreciate that because oh, that's yeah. a long way up. I mean, if you want to go get a hot dog, it's like a 25 minute round trip. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. you're helping them out. Yeah. And then um, one of the security guys that stands up on the west side on the roof come down one time and said, hey, uh, next time you guys shoot hot dogs up, let me know and I'll video it coming up and take a picture of it or a video of it coming up, come up over the roof or whatever. Uh, last year, I don't know if it was a re- reaction or I saw it out the middle eye, but I missed him by like two or three inches from hitting him in the side of the head up top. <laughs> really? Yes. And then this year, I told Bradley, my helper, who helps me out with, besides my wife and my son, let's hey, let's shoot it over the football on the north side, the football. Oh. Yeah. Above the scoreboard. Above the and scoreboard. And the video board yep. and whatever. Yep. And like they and there was like security guards and and police whatever were standing right there. Did you hit Larry the cable guy because his skybox is up there? Is it no, not? no. Okay, good. And he goes, only thing we could, uh, only thing that could happen, we get booed because we didn't make it, or cheer whatever, clap that we made it over. So okay, so we cranked her up, and we shot that sucker right over the top. <laughs> Everybody stood up, gave us a, <laughs> we're clapping and cheering. And, That's awesome. Yeah, we can take them out of the east side. We take them over the east side and we take them over the north side, west side. But you can't really shoot them over the south side because you got to watch where you shoot because you don't want to hit people because people don't pay attention. So we don't want to hurt anybody. And that's not our intentions to hurt anybody. We're just there to have fun and shoot hot dogs and we'll be right back to nebraska gems after this for all of your concrete needs call kramer concrete at 402-560-0670 do you have a cracked driveway or sidewalk are you in need of an egress window or an awesome looking new patio with stamped concrete if so, call Tim Kramer at 402-560-0670 to get a free estimate. With over 20 years of experience, the Kramer Concrete staff specializes in concrete replacement, egress windows, and concrete patio design. Kramer Concrete is the low-cost solution to all of your concrete problems. Call Tim today at 402-560-0670. Thank you for listening to another edition of Nebraska Gems. We hope you're enjoying the episode. Don't forget to check out our latest feature, Quick Gems, where our guests share a few shorter stories that we think you'll find entertaining. You can find those and all of our episodes at NebraskaGems.com. Every Sunday evening from 5 to 7 on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Tune in for the Husker Rewind with myself, Mike Melby, and my co-host, Tom Stevens. We'll have all of the latest on the Huskers, plus other happenings going on in the sports world. That's the Husker Rewind. Sunday evenings from 5 to 7 on 93.7 The Ticket. And now back to this episode of Nebraska Gems. Now, you mentioned you went up to Minneapolis to shoot Dervener Schlinger at, at a shinny hockey tournament championship. I did Stars hockey for 13 years. I went to every single place the Stars have ever had away games since 2002. So I never made it to Thunder Bay. I know you did twice i never made i'm so jealous i never made it to tulsa although i know you did not either Nope. i made it to most of the other places that the ushl are known for i saw you at almost every single one of those over my career calling the lincoln stars games 
you are an avid hockey fan. Where did the passion come from for hockey? And I'm going to say you better be tipping your cap to your wife and your family to be able to allow you to go on the trips and accompany you on these trips because they're not easy trips. Where did the passion come from? Oh, the passion was started in the 80s. I started watching Gretzky play. I just know I just like the finesse and I just like the toughness, you know, fighting, kind of like the fighting, but fighting is not really a big thing to me. Like I've over the years, fighting can help you in a game. It can also hurt you in a game. It's not all about the fighting. Let me ask you this. I believe you were at the game. Uh, I know the year, I think it was 2008. Lincoln and an upstart head coach from Green Bay, who nobody knew, although he won the NAHL championship the year before, but he was some up-and-comer, supposedly. He went by the name of John Cooper. You, maybe you've heard of him. Yep. Okay. He's the head he coach have, for uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. He, he may have won two Stanley Cups and almost yep. a third last year. Yep, yep. At any rate, John was in his first year in the USHL, and he had heard that Lincoln had kind of a tough team. And he decided he was going to ensure that his team was as tough as the toughest team in the league. In the first five seconds of the game, there were three fights. There were five fights overall. And every single Green Bay player wound up with either an injury that kept him out of the next game, stitches, or worse in the fights. However, Green Bay won 8-3. to three. So to your point of sometimes fights help you and sometimes they hurt you, do you remember that game? Were you at that game? If my memory, yeah, probably. I've, I think I've missed maybe 15 games in the last 20-some years the Stars been. That's crazy. And I even showed up in a tux to shoot hot dogs. And be in line at my cousin's wedding for food. <laughs> so you did the wedding, went to the game, and then went back and got food at the reception after? Yep. That's that's a dedicated fan. In my tux, and I shot and a, hot dogs with my tux. And a dedicated cousin. Yeah. So do you have out of the – it's got to be pushing 2,000 – well, maybe not 2,000 because you haven't gone to all the away games, but you're probably at 1,000 Stars games you've been to. What's your most memorable? The line brawl between Green Bay and uh, Lincoln when Fournier got speared at the blue line and uh, Fauci and Ronkowski were in the penalty box. And Fauci and Ronkowski jumped out of the penalty box and joined the line brawl to protect uh, Fournier. I think there was like 14 players ejected that time and there was like 200 and some minutes. I think it's I think it's the record for the most penalties in a game, I believe. It is. And if I remember right, when when Nick Fouts was a coach with the Stars and I was doing play by play and uh we talked about that game and Fouts is genuinely pissed about that because he should have had an extra minor for something that happened in everything that went on and they didn't give it to him, which cost him the record for the most penalty minutes by an individual in a game in the USHL's history. The love of hockey, you grew up loving Wayne Gretzky, and obviously the Stars come to town in 95, or 96, 97. Yep, correct. Obviously season tickets, I would assume, at the beginning, or did you just get to as many games as you could? I was the type, I was the person that stand in line for two to three days. For the, okay. for the 
so then so be 97 98 98 99 i believe we had to stand in line for season not season tickets for general mission tickets but they were so high in demand that you had to stand in line for two to three days to get general mission tickets and buy the whole season so yeah there was times that yeah so you have a passion for hockey oh yeah and it doesn't just relate to the lincoln stars though how many frozen fours have you been to I like any hockey. It doesn't matter who it is, where it's at. If I could go, I'd go. I've been, well, it would have been 15 years, but I missed two. One because of COVID, and the other one was Pittsburgh, and they only allowed like 22, 23% that year. So every, my first one was in St. Louis, and I think Michigan State won that game. And then I've been... Every year I go, usually by myself with friends. And then about five years ago, my wife, now Kimberly, she went with me to Tampa. And then we were pregnant with Riker. We didn't know we were having a boy. We just was a surprise. So we went to Chicago, and she was seven and a half months pregnant with with Riker. <laughs> okay. It, your wife, Kimberly, is a saint. Seven and a half months pregnant. You know what? I'm going to go to the Frozen Four. Yeah. So we went there, and then the next year was in St. Paul, Minnesota, and Riker was not quite one. So we took him to that one, but he needed to get to go to the game. Grandpa and Grandma came and got him. They drove from northwest Iowa to Minneapolis to come pick him up. So That's that's nice, but that's it's awesome that he got to go on the trip, though. When you would go on the Stars trips, I remember, obviously, there's a tiny bit of bad blood between Lincoln and Omaha. I want to say it was 07, 08, because I know it was Brandon Bullig that was the victim of someone grabbing the chaw out of their mouth that's an, a Lancer fan and throwing it at the team as they went off, and Brandon actually wound up getting um, some of the chewing tobacco in his eye. And one of, I believe, I don't want to call them staff because they weren't staff, but one of the kids found the guy that did it and may have gotten himself kicked out of the arena. All the trips that you went to, all the away games, a couple of questions. What's the craziest thing you ever saw an opposing fan do towards the Stars, towards players, towards Stars fans? And were you ever the guy that was in the middle of it that, or maybe on the outside of it, but got roped in and got kicked out of an opposing team's arena? One comes to mind, we were in Waterloo. One of the guys threw beer on Steve Johnson, poured beer on him, and then he ran. Omaha, first time I ever got kicked out of an arena. Okay, first time. So there's more than one. I like this. No, this, that's the only time I ever got kicked out oh, of a sporting event. This That one time in Omaha at the Exarbon. Some oh, so it was when it was mellow. Yeah. Or not. Not, no. <laughs> first hockey game I ever went to was actually Omaha Lancers Green Bay in 93. I genuinely didn't know if I was going to be able to walk out of the building because <laughs> I wasn't cheering literally for either team. I was just there to watch the game. Right. Zarbin was a, was a madhouse. Madhouse, and you couldn't get tickets unless you knew somebody or whatever. My first game was around there. I still have my ticket stubs, too. My first one was Omaha Lancers and North Iowa Huskies. Was it at Exarbon? Yes. I've been to all the rinks that the Omaha Lancers 
one year it was like the River City Lancers. Oh, yeah. Then they changed it back to the Omaha Lancers because they didn't know what the River City Lancers were. And I think they made changed it back because of Lamaru and Luke Robitaille. They wanted to change back because nobody knew what River City Lancers were. Going back to when you got kicked out, walk me through the whole process. What transpired? What led you to get involved? And then what ultimately got you kicked out? We were in a group. And these two kids that come down to Lincoln before we went back up to Omaha. And I was giving these kids a hard time, you know, because. Well, they're Lancer fans. They just, it. you know, just being, you know, just harassing them, not really no malice to it or nothing like that, just harassing each other, whatever. And I don't know what this guy's problem was behind me, but he decided he wanted to hit me. Oh, really? Yeah. And he's like, what about it? So I'm just, and all of a sudden he just hits me in the back of the head. And then I'm like, okay. So I'm like, do I want to hit him? Do I want to, do I want, I don't want to get kicked out because I want to stay for the game. Security come and got him. And about five, 10 minutes later, they come and got me and they said, you're out. You're out too, sweet. We had complaints about you. I said, well, he hit me first. You know, it's like, well, okay, whatever. And they escorted me to the escalator and walked me down the stairs to the door and made sure I went out the door. And that was it. And then my girlfriend at the time, she come out and was saying, hey, uh, you know, let me go with you. And I'm like, no, you you go back in there with my mom. So you, your, my your mom, mom yeah. set the game too. My mom, yeah. It was like, yeah, my mom was sitting next to me and. It was my ex-girlfriend and then my mom. And I'm trying to hold them back so they don't get hit. And why, you know, I was like going through my mind. And so then my, yeah, it was crazy. So then I said, no, you go back up there with my mom. You finish watching the game and I'll just meet you at the car when you get done and whatever. And I think they had to beat Omaha in overtime, I believe. That was happened. I think it was overtime they beat them in overtime. And then I think they had to play Green Bay. I think it was Green Bay yep. to win the Clark Cup. Yep. So I actually still have all the history. It's, yeah. It's on that computer right over there. So yeah. Yeah. So I, they put me on, I was on the wrong side of the building because my car was on the other side. And I, after the game was over, I went looking for my mom and my ex-girlfriend at the time. Here's the security guards. They're like, Hey, we just kicked you out. What are you doing? Back? I said, I'm just here to find my girlfriend and my mom. And I'm going to leave. And that was the last time I ever got kicked out and whatever. And yeah, I've been checked into the wall um, my buddy Trevor and I, we went to Des Moines and <laughs> dollar beer night at Des Moines. Uh, oh my goodness. My buddy Trevor bought a shovel, you know, those little small shovels, you know, yeah. well, I don't know how true it is, but sometimes they like pour the snow behind opposing people's car from out of town, whatever. Well, Trevor it's got his car. True. They dumped snow behind his car and after the game here's this pile of snow from the zamboni i don't know if it was a week or two weeks before we went to des moines but they had a snowstorm and he bought that shovel so he had that shovel in his car and and we're shoveling away and these people from des moines like hey um we're sorry that happened but can we help you i'm like no we got it and so we we're trevor and i were like digging it out and stuff and we're just laughing because you know that's what they did back in the day. So speaking of, of rinks, the old Sioux City, the old auditorium, the uh, Audi, they didn't have penalty boxes. The penalty box was out in the hallway. So people that sat on in the stands can yell down at the players because they sat on a chair out in the hallway. 
If I remember right, the old Sioux City Auditorium, the year before I started with the Stars, there was a melee line brawl. I don't know what the hell happened. But the story I heard is that my predecessor, Gary Sharp, literally is like, there's not going to be a post-game show. We're getting on the bus and getting the hell out of here because the fans had gotten that unruly. Were you at that game, possibly? It could have been. I try to not to miss any of the Omaha, Sioux City, Des Moines games. So I try to go to those. And then if, if a new team came in, I always made it that I could go to every rink in the USHL that I could. And like you said earlier, I've missed Tulsa and I missed the two USA hockey rinks. I haven't been oh, to those. Oh, Cube and Ann Arbor. Yeah. yeah the Ice Cube and Ann Arbor, man. The, yeah. 500 foot phone cord and. Don't get me started. But. So I've been to St. Louis when they had the St. Louis Heartland Eagles, Danville Wings, oh, Rochester, God. Twin City Vulcans, Rochester Mustangs. Thanks for bringing back really bad memories <laughs> of St. Louis. I called the game from a corner, and I literally had my right arm hanging on to the metal girders that were the roof of this like Morton building that had room for 275 fans at any rate. Yeah, boy, you, you just brought up a couple of weird memories. So speaking of uh, Danville wings, my mom and dad, my mom passed away two years ago. We went to Danville with my dad and I, my dad and my mom and I, and we went to this restaurant and they had steaks, three steaks for 33 bucks. Steak dinners were 33 bucks. <laughs> and I think it was like three steaks, baked potato, and salad for 33 bucks. So, and then um, the ice. What was the ice? Indiana ice. Indiana ice. Played in the Pepsi Coliseum on the Indianapolis or Indiana State Fairgrounds. Yep. And Love that building. Pepsi, it was haunted, by the way. Pepsi place. Yep. That's where Grade Gretzky played. I can tell you, right. I promise you right now, firsthand experience, that building is haunted. Just saying. Anyway, yep. sorry. And then the Topeka Scarecrows, no longer there no yep. more. Um, that's where I met one of my, well, one of my friends. My sister lived in Topeka for five years. And every time we go, we go down to Topeka games because it's just hockey. So then give my sister a break. We'd take the two oldest kids and we would go down to watch Scarecrows, my mom and I. We go watch hockey, and I met my my friend Karina and her husband Brian and their son Marcus, and they were housing parents or billets for the Scarecrows, and they were in the ECHL East Coast Hockey League. I think it was one like it was last ditch effort, I believe. And I told Brian and Karina that if you ever come up, want to see some hockey, come up and watch Lincoln Stars. So they come up. All of it come fans and they go back down to Pika and I think they folded and then they brought in the USHL team and I think they was there for what two or three years I believe it's till this day we're still friends and we're still in contact and actually she um, went to Philly when the Frozen Four in Philly with her husband and Marcus and her and then she couldn't go when Riker was not even quite one they didn't get she didn't get to go to the St. Paul, Minnesota one. Okay, so you're talking about some friends you made on the road. I know that you have become pretty good friends with some very avid fans of other teams in the USHL. Tell me a little bit about those guys. 
Oh. Or gals. Um, there's the girls from Sioux Falls. My friend Tom lives in Green Bay. Sioux City, there's Crystal, there's McHenry's, there's Justin. I mean, then also I helped out with Fall Classic, what become what was the Buckball, become Fall Classic. I helped Sioux City volunteer to do the gold judge. So you got a gold judge? Uh-huh. How fun was that? That was fun. It was a blast. And my friend Siv in Des Moines, Jeremy in Cedar Rapids, my friend Penman, he wore a vest, avid Waterloo fan, always had pins from all over the USHL. He passed away here a few years ago. His um, granddaughter, Britta, i still in contact with her. Yeah, everywhere I go, I get treated really well, you know. Well, there's something to be said about being a good guy. Yeah. Or a good human being, mm-hmm. a good gal. Because the thing that I always loved was on the road, I would talk to people that knew you and knew some of our other diehard fans. They would talk about they can't believe the passion. And as much as they wanted to hate someone like you because you're from the stars and we're the evil empire mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. on and on and on, they're like, God, do you know Swede? Like, who doesn't, first of all? <laughs> right. And uh, what a great guy. And they would talk about, uh, there were three gals that would travel uh, all over as well that sat down in... Section... Oh, L? Yep. yep. L. And those three would go. They were on the road Jan the and um, Jan and the Sandra. two... Uh, Sandra, yep. yep. And then the... Yeah, there was another girl. Yeah, yeah but, but those three. And, and then also... Fun guy one, fun guy two, Sammy and Randy. Yeah. Yeah. But but they would talk about they're like, you know, we want to hate you so much, blah, blah, blah. But man, your fans, like they're they're just good people. Everywhere I went with the stars, which was all over a third of the country, anybody that said anything about the stars that mentioned our fans were like, Your fans are insane. We love them. I wish our fans were like yours. Oh, I got some stories. I mean, I got Well, uh, share them. That's why we're here. Um the lady that uh, was an organist for the Twin City Vulcans is now the organist for the Twin City Minnesota Twins. She's oh, so the, the like the organist. Major League Baseball. Yes, she's an organist for the, and not this year, but next year it's going to be in St. Paul. The Frozen Four is going to be in St. Paul. The first one I went to, I was standing outside talking to this blonde lady that was outside the Minnesota Lodge is where they go in for the merchandise and was talking to her and she's seen my stars jersey anywhere i go in the united states any rink or whatever i wear my star stuff i was talking to her and somebody approached her that was wearing a lancer's jersey and she remembered did she want to make you guys fight no she was like i love lincoln because every time we come to the rink, we always made her play something. And she loved it for us. Loved it. Because you guys, you're like, this is what you guys do. Mm-hmm. You know what? We want to be a part of it. Yeah. You didn't try to force anything on. Nope. That's what I mean. That's that's. And so going throughout Frozen Four and stuff, I met people from all over the United States. But when I go to the Frozen Four, I wear my star stuff. Because, we, you know, I don't do UNO. I'll go watch you know if stars weren't playing, but I always wear star stuff wherever I went. 
and I met a lot of people and my friend, my, one of my friends now, Bruce and his wife, Robbie are awesome, awesome people. And I spent 10 days out there last this year, actually in April and in, in Boston with them. And they took me, we went to Maine, we went to New Hampshire, we went where, you know, wherever. And, you know, I believe that you rub my back, I rub your back, I will take care of you just like you took care of me and, you know, whatever. And I try to surround myself with real good people. And one of my friends that I've known through Frozen Four, there were six girls, they always come to the Frozen Four. I knew that last year that they were gonna be in Boston in April for the Frozen Four. And I wanted tickets to go to the Boston Bruins game. So I asked my friend Bruce if he knew anybody who could get us tickets. I didn't care if it was standing room only. I didn't care. I just wanted to go to the game. I just, you know, whatever. So one of my friends, Lila, Bruce says, why don't you ask Lila? Because he tried and he couldn't. He says, ask Lila. Okay, okay, I'll ask her. So I reached out to her and said, hey, can we get tickets? Can you get us tickets? Well, I'll see what I can do. So this was like throughout the year. And she's like two months in, whatever. And she said, well, I'm chill, chill, trying. And then time passed, whatever, and she's like, well, I'm trying to get the Boston Bruins alumni box. I'm like, okay. I just wanted to go to the game. I don't, you know, I just, if it's no lead or whatever, I just want to be at the game. And I'm like, okay. So as it got closer and closer, and she texts me back, she says, well, I'm still trying. I think a week, a week or two weeks before we were supposed to leave, she says, yep, we got the alumni box. You know, you're set, whatever. So I kind of did it for my friend Bruce and his wife to say thank you. Plus, I wanted to go too. But we got to sit in the Boston Bruins alumni box to watch the St. Louis Blues and Boston Bruins play that game. That was Bacchus playing for the Bruins at the time? No, no, Bacchus. Bacchus was gone. This was okay. this year. Oh, this was this year? This year, yeah. This year in April. So, yeah, we got to sit in the Boston Bruins alumni box. That is incredible. So, yeah. So then I, when I put it on Facebook, my Facebook just blew up. It says, how'd you get in there? It says, you never know who's around you and treat people like you want to be treated. Because you never know who's around Thank you so much for taking the time to come on Nebraska Gems. It has been actually an honor for me to be able to sit here and chat with you about this, man. It's been fun. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode of Nebraska Gems.